Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Balls, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the pedagogue, Louis Fox. I'm so pedagogued that I don't even know what pedagogue means. <laughs> means Does that mean I um, use feet for goggles? <laughs> Close. That's, that's, that's very good. It means you're an instructor. You're an educator. How <laughs> is that even close to using feet for goggles? <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you're an instructor, man. You teach people, you share your knowledge, you are forthright with all things that you know, and you have my a, pedagoguery. Yeah, you're a pedagogue. <laughs> the guy that pulls you in that little cart. Uh, that's a pedicab. A pedicab, yes, yes. So yeah, because because you are actively involved in helping your community. I am in your apartment community yeah. in your magic community yeah around here you come around and you instruct me on how to you know do shit <laughs> i'm grabbing grasping a straws here <laughs> to justify my calling you a pedagogue yes yes i was like do i need uh penicillin for that <laughs> so what have you been up to this this week not much man just uh you know i went out and i did the uh the fairs in i did a fair in idaho Mm-hmm. And I took the van out there so I could sleep in the van. Oh, yeah? So, you know, crashing it, like, rest stop, staying in a Walmart parking lot. And if you were going to sleep in a van, do not listen to true crime podcasts <laughs> all the way for 12 hours straight. Well, I think every true crime story starts at a rest stop. Yeah, pretty much. I've listened to a variety of true crime but it's like, that could be me. That could be me. <laughs> like, I said that that exact scenario happened to me and I made it out. Or, But what makes me laugh every time, it's like, you know, these dark tales of serial killers like lurking in the night. And then they pause for a commercial break and they're like, my pillow is the best way <laughs> to get sleep at night. You want to dream well. <laughs> in a van that you're about yeah, to get murdered in. Like, it's like the contrast between this like scary, eerie tale and then like, try our lavender scented candles. <laughs> you also need those for the van. Yeah, that's true. It's all, basically the demographic <laughs> is people that are living in a van. <laughs> What's hilarious is, uh, you know, our we have the dog, Dana Scully. And she pulled up one of these giant spikes that keeps uh, yard fabric, like lawn fabric, you know, keeps weeds and stuff down. Oh, yeah. So we have this huge spike that keeps the lawn fabric down. And she pulled it up and it looks like a vampire spike. (laughs) And so it's hilarious because she just carries it around in her mouth like all day. Oh, yeah. Like like she's um, she carries it around like she's Van Helsing. (laughs) I like Buffy better. But it's hilarious because she carries it around, but then, like, she... Hang on, like, which Buffy? Like, the movie Buffy or the TV, TV series? TV show Buffy. Everyone agrees. You're, you're correct. Yeah, come on. Anyway, so she holds it in her <laughs> mouth, and she'll, like, lie down and... Fl- like, we have, like, you know, seven skulls, like, under our television, just, like, peering out at us. Yeah. And she'll, like, lay down in it. It looks like she slayed all seven of these... <laughs> these taking, a, taking a break after stabbing some people through the heart. 
<laughs> it's awesome. What have you been doing, Louie? I'm not a ton. I've been fixing stuff around the house. Um, been building stuff. If you are a subscriber to our Patreon, you would have heard the legendary tale of Louie fixing his ice machine. Yes, legendary. Oh, man. Riveting. so epic. It's a page turner. Well, then, like, I cleaned the windows. Ooh, Louie is getting crazy. But we had a... Uh, you know, you're, we were, there's not a lot going on when you have to talk about cleaning your windows. So all of our windows have four panels, two on each side, each slide. Mm. And it's, it's part of the noise abatement because we live near the airport so that we can't, don't suffer hearing damage yeah. or something. So they all pop out, but they have a special finish. So I had to buy like special glass cleaner and a squeegee. And then after looking out, I'm like, it is bright outside. <laughs> I kind of like, it's hot. Like, I want to muck them back up again. The highlights of COVID life, man. <laughs> oh, it was huge. <laughs> because I did one window on one, one side, and then not the other. And I'm like, Carrie Lynn, look at this side. Now look at that side. Now look at this side. You can see the difference. And she's like, why don't you just clean them both? Your wife has a good plan because her COVID plan is she's watching every Coen Brothers film. Yes. That exists. Yes. And what is her favorite? I don't know. We just watched Fargo the other night. You've never seen Fargo before? No, and I've posted so many pictures from Fargo of Fargo You've on the TV. You've never seen the movie Fargo? <laughs> no. Oh, man. I thought the wood chipper would play a bigger role in it. That's like a huge part of it. It's like the very end. Well, yeah. It's like literally 10 seconds of the movie. That's what he gets caught doing. Yeah, but it's literally 10 seconds of the I've seen the actual wood chipper in that movie in person. Where? In Fargo. Oh, they have it? It's at the visitor center. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's pretty funny. They're like, this was used in the movie to dispose of a body. <laughs> so you can go here and figure out where to have brunch. And now a commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> For my pillow. <laughs> yeah. So she's watching all the. Uh, we watched with Ella. We watched Raising Arizona the other night. Uh-huh. Ella was not into that. She wasn't in it. Well, does it does it hold up or? I think it holds up, but I don't know. I've been watching it since I was what nine. Yeah. You know, there was a point. What when, did she like about it? I think it just didn't, the story was a little wacky and didn't quite grip. She it's like, based on a true story, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what didn't grip her was just, like, the whole thing. Yeah, that's it, based on a true story, but the kid ended up dead. And then they uh, ended up looking for the kid, and it was, the kid ended up being, like, 100 feet in the woods from the house. Yeah. And they ended up looking for him for months. Isn't that like the Lindbergh baby? Or yeah, exactly. Something like that. And now a commercial break for... <laughs> Lavender scented candles <laughs> for, for dog vampire steaks. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't hold up. That's too bad. Well, it held up for me. Nicolas Cage is one of his best movies, I think. I, I agree. I mean, he was awesome in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I don't remember him in that. He's but... literally in that for 10 seconds. His uh, role is as big as the wood chipper in Fargo. <laughs> All right. And so so you watched Fargo. You watched Raising Arizona. Yep. Any other Coen Brothers? She film? watched the first one, and I kind Blood of Blood Simple. Yeah, and I was doing other stuff though on the laptop. That's pretty good. You have to just to sort of keep it in context of like this is their first movie. Yeah, and the opening felt like Raising Arizona. Yeah, it's a Blood Simple's good. I've seen all. I've seen them all. So yeah, no, I was I was doing laptop stuff. So I was watching a better movie on my laptop. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was watching <laughs> Oh Brother on my laptop <laughs> while she was watching that. <laughs> All right, well, that's good. Let's get to some stories, Louie. Let's do it.
let's get to some weird stuff. This story comes from UPI.com. That's a news source more reliable than getting drunk off of Bud Light. <laughs> it would take quite a bit. Yeah, well, I went to a NASCAR thing in uh, North Carolina. My friend had tickets, had uh, a, like a box, and it's free free beer. Uh, it was all light beer. Yeah. So we're not getting drunk. We just have to pee a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. And then at the end of the night, the bartender's putting away stuff, and he has all these bottles of wine that weren't out. We're like, we could have had wine? Yeah, totally. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, that's how I noticed. It's like you drink, you have to drink like 500 just to get a buzz. Yeah. Yeah. A California man attempting to defend his home from a wildfire said he turned to an unusual source of help when his water was shut off. Several cases of Bud Light beer. I so hope in the story he just drinks it and pees out the fire like full on. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought thought that would be more efficient. Like drink the beer, get like a little butt and then you just pee, you know. Yeah. It's like in Brussels, the statue of a small boy and he's peeing and he's always peeing. And the story is that he saved the town of Brussels with his pee by putting Uh. out a fire with his pee. And uh, this is a revered statue. And just think this guy could have had a statue uh, he, of him peeing. He's like, well, it looks like that fire's about an hour away. So if I start drinking this <laughs> yeah, Bud Light right. now. Chad Little said he decided to stay behind when his family evacuated their Vacaville home last week as the LNU Lightning Complex fires approached their neighborhood. Little said he had hose. Little said he had hoses set up around the house to provide a consistent source of water to keep the flames away from the house, but he started worrying when the water to the area was shut off. I don't get why you would shut off the water to an area that's on fire. That's like the electric company turning off its own power. Yeah, right? I did, yeah, I didn't quite understand that either. I'm sure there's reason behind it. The homeowner who's... House, previously burned down five years ago in a fire sparked by an attic fan, said he grabbed one of his 30 packs of Bud Light cans. One of? Yeah, that's crazy that... I think his attic fire was started by his own faulty wiring because he's busy drinking one of his 30 cases of... No, no, the neighbor's house got on fire because of an attic fan. It's his house. Oh, gotcha. I wonder if this guy... So his house burned... Oh, I thought I thought it was... For some reason, I thought it was the neighbor. So his own house burned down five years ago because of the attic fan? Yeah. So he's like, all right, I'm going to keep some Bud Light on hand. Make sure that this doesn't happen again. Exactly. This is, the, this is like... It's your third amendment, right? <laughs> like, thou shalt have Bud Light. <laughs> As a well-organized militia, you can have Bud Light. I mean, Bud Light's got to sponsor this guy, right? And to commemorate your accomplishment, we're going to give you a fire hydrant filled with beer. Yeah, well, we did a story a while ago about the old lady who had the beer delivered to her. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Bud Light, If they're missing an opportunity if they're yeah. not sponsoring this guy. That was the only thing I had that I had a lot of, and it was wet, he told the Vacaville <laughs> reporter. Luckily, I had a bunch of cases of Bud Light, and I was able to get it out. Yeah. <laughs> Little pulled away some sheet metal from the wall of his workshop and used an exposed nail to pop holes in the can. That seems like the most inefficient way to do it. Yeah, I was like... First, first thing I'm going to do is this... Shop, I'm trying to protect. I'm going to rip the paneling off. I only, I only know how to shotgun beers. I don't know how to actually <laughs> open them from the top. <laughs> when I ripped up the sheet metal, it had a nail, so I was just shaking it up, popping it just, and spraying them. I can't think that's a fa- The fire couldn't have been yeah, that bad. Like, 
when you spray it, you're thinning out the water, right? Yeah. So it's like, wouldn't it just evaporate when it hit the flames? You, you would think. Obviously, this guy knows more about it than we do. This guy, like, just, he's shaking these up. He's spraying them like he just won the most, like, redneck 8500. He's, he's like, I'm going to douse myself in this beer, and then I'm going to roll in the fire. <laughs> says, stop, dar- drop, and roll. <laughs> my buddies all tease me about drinking water, beer, and hey, it saved my shop. He said firefighters eventually arrived in the neighborhood and helped keep the flames away from his home. I would love for the firefighters to show up. And he's like, you, you guys, have you tried this beer? Yeah. <laughs> but I think about trying this beer. It's it saved my, way better. Saved my shop. It did it five years ago when it, when, <laughs> when it was up in flames. But uh, So Little said his carport burned to the ground, but his home was untouched by the flame. Well, that's good. Yeah, I just see the, him... Got to a can in each hand, beer spraying out in the firefighters roll up like mm. <laughs> You could take my you could take my carport. You can take my water, but you can't take my beer. <laughs> when they pry it from my cold dead hands. I love the smoking the bear. Only Bud Light can prevent forest fires. You know, so when we were camping a couple of weeks ago, it was like Fire danger extreme with uh-huh. the smoky bear. And my daughter Ella, she goes, she goes, How does fire get extreme? Does it go off a ramp and do a backflip through a hoop of people? Pretty much. Pretty like, much. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we think, Louie? I mean, I'm glad he saved his thing and used something unconventional. Yeah. Uh it would have been a lot cheaper if he I don't know, had jugs of water yeah. at home. Yeah, maybe next time. We have a bunch of waters for this exact reason for wildfire season in seattle yeah i i think i it, depending on the liquor i don't have bud light around or even beer i would might let my house burn over like pouring a bottle of jameson over because yeah. <laughs> like, you can't you try to smash it on nails and your- <laughs> yeah. it'd just be hard to pour that out I'd be like ah uh, <laughs> I feel like the end of a 90s rap video. <laughs> you poured it out for your homies. All right. So, yeah, it's, I'm glad his house didn't burn. Good for him. And I'm sure his friends will no longer make fun of him. Yeah. He's going to make fun of all of his friends putting out fires with their champagne. Yeah. Putting out fires with their ex- expensive craft beer. Yeah. He's like, I saved money. <laughs> all right. I like it. I do too. News Part 2. This story comes from the HuffingtonPost.com. That's a news source more reliable than buying weed from a guy named Street Corn. <laughs> I would buy. It sounds delicious. <laughs> you know that weed's gonna it's gonna be oregano mixed with corn. It's gonna pop. It's gonna have like <laughs> corn nuts in it. Yeah. It's gonna be amazing. All right, so story goes: Sioux Falls, South Dakota mourns brief life of urban cornstalk. If corn growing in the street is news, it's not urban. It's not even suburban. <laughs> You're more country than a Garth Brooks album. Wait, what are you talking about? You're saying that this should not be news? I'm saying that it's not urban if it's in Sioux Falls. Uh, I mean, it is, you know, the largest city in South Dakota. Yeah, that's like saying you're the hottest girl in South Dakota. <laughs> All right, so residents of South Dakota's largest city are mourning an urban cornstalk that briefly became a lighthearted beacon of hope during the coronavirus pandemic. Ooh. 
can you imagine just like this this is the symbol of our struggle <laughs> this lone corn stock in the middle of the road so some people have symbols of like you know Jesus on a cross a fist in the air no corn the Argus leader reported Wednesday that the stock had been growing up through a crack in the concrete at the intersection of 57th Street and Minnesota Avenue on Sioux Falls South Side. Dubbed the 57th Street Corn, complete with its own Twitter account during its brief lifespan, the plant was a symbol of resiliency and hope as the pandemic rages on, Mayor Paul Tenhaken said. I wonder what the uh, Twitter account's like. Is it as good as... Britney Spears Twitter account. Yeah, who's the who's writing the content for yeah. the corn? <laughs> Who, like I would love to be like the social media manager for the for this town. They're like, "All right, we got a great job for you. Oh, am I going to do the mayor? Am I going to do like one of the city council members?" No, we have like a piece of corn that's growing up in the crack in an intersection. We would like you to like write pithy comments about it. Yeah. Give it a personality. Yeah. Look up all the corn puns you possibly can. You know your city is having problems when its most popular celebrity is a piece of corn. That's, that's why I'm saying it's not an herb. Oh. <laughs> Finding joy in the small things will continue to help us get through what has been a challenging time in our country, the mayor said. It was amazing to see the community rally around the 57th Street Corn as a sign of hope over the past few days. Now, it's important to note that amazing was A and then maze as in corn. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't even notice that, actually. That's hilarious. (laughs) If only our federal government could rally around something so mundane. (laughs) Like corn. That could give its people hope. <laughs> yeah, let's rally around making change. So, so not let's to rally up. around the penny. <laughs> no, penny fad news. <laughs> let's rally around the, the buffalo nickel. Yeah. <laughs> Residents reported Wednesday morning that someone had ripped out the lone stock, prompting an outcry in social media. Someone attached a sign to a traffic post where the stock grew that reads, Corn. R.I.P. Oh, yes. So, but that's a weird presumption because we don't know that someone ripped it out. I mean, it's in near, it's near where cars are driving by. Yes. Why couldn't a car just drive? Could wind have been blown it over? Could a car, could a bicyclist, should a blind person have been pushed it over accidentally with their stick? I'm just saying that's a weird, that's odd that they jumped to the conclusion that someone was so malicious that they would be willing. I don't know. Maybe it was it one of those proud boys. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, how dare these people get hope from this? That corn's not even white corn. It was yellow corn. <laughs> <laughs> the Stockyards AG experience, a group working to transform the city's vacant stockyards into an interactive experience, is selling T-shirts commemorating the stock. So we decided to do a slightly deeper dive because this is such an inspirational story. Um, The Huffington Post referenced the Argus leader. Yeah, so we jumped over to the Argus leader to continue on the story. And I'm just going to say that, you know, this I hope that they took the corn and they roasted it with some rubber and some caked in motor oil. (laughs) They're making (laughs) biodiesel. They're making ethanol. Ah, uh, yeah, like the eternal flame, yeah. <laughs> but it's just a corn. <laughs> Why is the street on fire? Well, in in 2020, that's where the uh, corn was. <laughs> We've gathered here today, all of us out of love of the beloved 57th Street Corn. We have you, Park Tomato, you, River Kale, you, Rooftop Marijuana Plants. <laughs> we all loved this 
57th Street Corner. It, it was gone too soon. It loved the sun and staying at home and watching traffic. It's a life gone before it ever began. In the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. <laughs> now, now a few words from his surviving wife, Alote. <laughs> All right, so we did. Jump- you write that whole thing out? I, I did. I wrote the whole thing out. I want you to give the eulogy at my my funeral, but it has to be that. Okay, I will. He is, so mourned- like, is he talking about Louis, or is he just being extra racist? Yeah, he is mourned by a mar- rooftop marijuana plant. Like I famously don't smoke marijuana. All right, so we jumped over to the Argus Leader, which is the people that broke the story. That's a news source more reliable than following the direction of the Argus Leader. <laughs> So it says the Colonel of Hope Sioux Falls mourns loss of 57th Street Corn. And they did a, a eulogy just like myself. The mm-hmm. 57th Street Corn was gone too soon. The corn was found by Sioux Falls residents Wednesday morning lying near the intersection at 57th Street and Minnesota Avenue. I, I wish they made like a chalk outline of the oh, stock absolutely. On the street. Let's put two <laughs> chicks drinking wine on a podcast <laughs> to solve the crime behind. <laughs> The plant had the plant had not yet reached its time to harvest. It had so much life left to give photosynthesis to partake in. Yeah, dude, it, I don't partake in no photosynthesis. No, that will mess you up. It leaves baked in the sun on the concrete instead of waving in the wind to passerby. Its vibrant red hair was covered up by its stalk. When the tender stalk was uprooted sometime in the night between Tuesday and Wednesday, the dreams of thousands were uprooted and tossed aside with it. But it wasn't a piece of trash to Sioux Falls residents, discarded on the side of the road like the cigarette butts that surrounded it. <laughs> wow. This is like, wow. I would hate to go go into a slam poetry competition with the artist leader. <laughs> no, it's still a kernel of hope. It's like keep reaching for those stars, Sioux Falls. <laughs> Sioux Falls residents mourned the loss of the 57th Street Corn on social media Wednesday, remembering on how the tiny stock brought people together. But it exposed two street sweepers not doing their jobs. Yeah, absolutely. It's an end of an era, but the 57th Street Corn will never be forgotten. <laughs> Hashtag 57th C. <laughs> oh. And then someone actually reported the crime to the Argus leader 911. They said, I'd like to report a crime. Please investigate the death of the 57th Street Corn. Oh. Yeah. Around 11 a.m. on Wednesday, residents reported that the stock had been removed from the area. A memorial still stands on the site with a sign proclaiming corn RIP. So they got T-shirts. There's a bunch of, like, and then- hand-drawn pictures. There's a candle with <laughs> a stock over Jesus' face. And then uh, they have funeral information. Funeral services have not been announced for the 57th Street Corn. It is a customary that corn stocks be cremated. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, a corn only has one corn, and then you, like, the whole thing is, like, one corn, I think. Oh, yeah? You, they, you can't reuse the plant? Correct. It doesn't My- grow multiple stocks? Correct, yeah, and then you, like, slash and burn the field. Okay. Well, so what do we think about this, Louie? It's fun. Yeah! I mean, I think it's cool that this thing grew and people sort of rallied around it and that it had its own Twitter account. I think that's hilarious. You're like, more amazing if it didn't have a Twitter yeah, that's account. True. <laughs> it probably has more Twitter followers than we do. <laughs> that's the sad part. So, yeah, I think it's hilarious. And I think they should do this more often. They should do plant plants in places that shouldn't have sort of agriculture yeah and maybe it will boost the spirits of the people of sioux falls because they live in sioux falls yeah <laughs> there ain't a lot there it's a, i mean it's an all right town yeah i like how you're backing off are you working on sioux falls soon? i was supposed to 
<laughs> I was supposed to go there, but uh, no longer. Want, you don't want them mad at you. <laughs> I want to be invited back. <laughs> the boycott out, be like corn stalks. <laughs> All right, I like it, and we will post a picture of the corn. Yep. In its magnificence. It's full glory. Going against all odds. It's yes. the Rocky Balboa story. Except Rocky lost. Well, it depends on which movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's the Rambo st- Oh, wait. No. He still was on the run at the end of the movie. Yeah, he's still on the run, dude. That's Rambo's the thing with all the those Sylvester Stallone uh, movies. It's like the, the hero doesn't win. Well, he does win. He just doesn't win. He wins your hearts. That, Just like this corn, Louis. <laughs> it didn't win in the end. This is the Rocky Balboa. It didn't win in the end. Maybe, but it won our hearts. Maybe Sylvester Stallone planted that corn and ripped it up. Okay, well, we've spent already way too much time talking about this corn. All right. <laughs> That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you get a chance and you are willing to help us out, you can give us a five-star review on the place that you downloaded this episode. It would help us out quite a bit. And you can check us out on the Patreon. You can get that through our website. Just click the Patreon link at oddandoffbeat.com. You get bonus content such as the epic tale of me fixing the oh, fridge. So worth it. So <laughs> worth $2 a month. <laughs> Where can the fine people see Louis Fox coming up this week? So on the 6th, you can check me out at the Coconino County Fair's virtual fair. I'll be hosting a day at the fair. You can see the epic corn dog trick I came up Sweet. with. Sweet. It's pretty amazing. Is it already recorded? It's in the can. It's waiting for approval from them. Nice. Uh, so you can check that out at CoconinoCountyFair.com. That's awesome. Where can they check out the Matt Baker Comedy Stunt Show? If you are listening to this today, which would be September 1st, I'm in Connecticut at the Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut. I'm doing two shows at 8 and 9.30. So come on out and check the show out. And then that's it. That's it. I'm just hanging out, man. Just kick, co-kicking it. For most of... I'm going to be attending your virtual <laughs> fair to see your corn dog trick. Yes. That's on the schedule right now. I'm yeah. looking forward to that for weeks. You just put that in your day planner. <laughs> you got some sticky notes put up about that. Going to be just uh, kicking it, man. September, uh, look, Erica and I might be going on a little vacation somewhere. So we're putting Scully and Doggy boot camp. Oh, nice. She's going to learn how to the Krama Oh, yeah, yeah. She's going to come back. <laughs> You know, clean her gun five times a day. (laughs) Know how to do boot black. (laughs) Roll her eyes back and rock. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we're putting her in boot camp and then we're going to maybe take a little trip. Oh, nice. Who knows? Take the van out. You love that van. Yeah, it is is sweet, man. You need to be able to fly fly that van places so that you're not always stuck between like, you know, a 12 hour radius from Seattle. Well, when we were in Africa, we met people from Oregon who had shipped their van from Portland to Cape Town or Johannesburg wow. or something. There's not a service to rent a van there? Well, there it was all souped up, right? Oh. It was all like had the bed and the sink and the stove and it had all the accoutrements. Yeah. And they had shipped it there and flew over and then they were in that van for a year traveling around Okay, that Africa. makes more sense you're there for a year. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know how much it costs. I would imagine maybe like 15 grand and then it... You know, you have your transportation, you have your place to live, you get to kind of live by your own schedule and 
I was like, man, that's badass. I want yeah. to do that. Yeah. Not this van, though. No, not that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. Nice. So uh, we want to thank you so much for listening, folks. Thanks for your support. Thanks for your five-star review. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening, and stay weird.